Hey, are you ready to create reliable revenue and master every detail of your hosting business? If you want to avoid compromising all those hospitality details that you love, but still approach hosting like the business it is, we created a free class just for you. Set aside 45 minutes. We promise it's worth your time. And go watch our value-packed workshop where we go over how to master every detail of your hosting business with our foolproof hosting business mastery method that will help you avoid hosting burnout. Growing, where simply starting your hosting business isn't always easy, but it can be simple. We'll help you avoid the three big mistakes that are keeping you stuck tired, and overwhelmed as a short-term rental host so that you have a powerful revenue stream you can actually rely on. If you're ready to take your hosting to the next level, head on over to thanksforvisiting.me forward slash workshop to watch this on-demand training. Or send us a DM on Instagram with the word workshop. We'll send you the link and most likely a video (laughs) DM. We love those. Again, that's thanksforvisiting.me forward slash workshop. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, listeners. Welcome back for another great week. I am Sarah Karakayan. I am Annette Grant, and together we are. Thanks for visiting. Annette and I are apart this week, meaning we're not in Columbus, Ohio together right now, but we are still showing up for you because we've got a great episode today that will really speak to anybody who's been listening to us all this time and is like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to manage my own properties forever. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. We've got you. But before we get into that, Annette, who is our STR Share Sunday this week? All right. This week we have at thedigs.co. So that's at T-H-E-D-I-G-S.co. And this ties in with today's episode because the Digs Co, they are a collection of short-term rentals and co-hosting services. So please go to Instagram and give them a follow. And one of the things I want to point out here, Sarah and I... Um, we just had a um, one of our hot seat calls in our membership this week, and this was a a big discussion amongst our group because so many members have more than one property and they are just crushing it and they want to get more. And it's how do you how do you create a brand with all of your properties? And the digs is crushing it here. So I, if anybody has a short term rental, they're looking to get into more. I want you to see how they are executing this. So they have their overarching brand thedigs.co. And then underneath that, they have their properties. They have Roslyn Digs, Sun Country Digs, Moonshine Digs, Desert Digs. Cute. And 
they're just executing it really well. So each property has its own hashtag, but overarching the brand has an Instagram account. And it is, it, it's just a wonderful rep- representation of you can pivot because I know they've changed their Instagram handle um, from when we first started following along. And I just want everybody to know there's an opportunity to pivot when you start your social media. And as you grow, you can mix things up. And I, the digs, I mean, and this when you're looking at their Instagram account, what's cool, you get inspired to want to stay at all of their places. Mm-hmm. So instead of just showing that one, you're like, oh, okay, well, first we want to go to Roslyn Diggs, but then we're going to put, you know, Desert Diggs up next, Moonshine Diggs. That's where you can really start to develop that brand and get those guests coming back and back again. So please go look at thedigs.co and not only look at their properties, but what happened, uh, similar to what happened with Sarah and I, once you start hosting, you want to start co-hosting for more and that's happening there uh, too. They're starting to co-host for, for, more, for more properties and that's going to lead us into today's episode. But check them out. Please give them some, some love on Instagram and look to the account for inspiration on how you can grow your, uh, your Instagram with multiple properties. So kudos to you, the digs. We thank you for using our hashtag. All right. Fantastic. Let's move on to today's content. And it's going to be all around how the heck do you find a fantastic property manager slash co-host slash hosting company, whatever you call it, at the end of the day, running your properties yourself is not part of your plan. And that's okay if it's not, but you do need to find someone who is going to respect, take care of, and honor what you've put together for other guests to see. And it's, I think it's a little more complicated or there's a little more... Not complicated. That's not fair. It's more nuanced than property management where they are placing the tenant and making sure the home is good to go. And that's about it. I mean, we, you know, a hosting company or co-hosting company is placing guests. Yes. But then there's, they're managing the cleaning team. They're refreshing decor. They are refreshing amenities, right? They are really, they're really helping you to um, elevate the brand that is Continue to market it. They've got this continuous marketing where if it's just a long-term rental, they market it for a small window each year and then Mm -hmm. it's over. Uh, And I I read, we were doing some research um, before the episode and I loved, there was a segment in a blog that I was reading and it always goes back to the sentiment that Sarah and I have is, this is a small, you have a small business now. You are a business owner when you have a short-term rental. Oh, sure. So when you're hiring this person, you gotta, you've got to put on your CEO hat and how are right. you going to choose and interview this essentially, you know, your, your COO of your business, you know, your chief operating officer with this, with this rental um, management team. So I, I really just want you to get in that mindset of, of you being the CEO of your small business. So you're not passing your business off to someone. Listeners. Right, you're still the CEO. <laughs> Correct. I love that, Annette. That's that's a really good. It's a visual too of you know. Okay, so you're sitting on your desk. Someone's coming in for an interview for a part of the job in your business. Yes, it's business to business, but mm-hmm. still, nonetheless. Okay, we have outlined Annette and I have been chatting for quite some time. Actually, we were just speaking at uh, to a real estate group the other day, and someone asked this fantastic question. We get this question all the time on Instagram. So we wanted to address it here on the podcast as well. And we narrowed it down to 11 things to look for when you're hiring a fantastic co-host, property manager, 
host a company. Vacation rental management company. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Yell vacation. Yes. Okay. So these are in no particular order, but they're all very important. Let's go over the first one that we've got written down, which is, have you dug up some information on them online? What is their experience? How long have they been around? Are they are they visible online? And if so, um, how long have they been in operation? And if not very long, but they're not necessarily a red flag, but what were they doing before they got into property management? Is it something that might lend to their experience? Mm-hmm. All right. And then you once you once you say, okay, you know, they used to be realtors, they used to be hosts themselves, now they're opening up their own company and you're intrigued. And you want to interview them. You want to hop on the phone with them. Let them know. I'd like to have an in-depth conversation with you. And one of the things you want to talk about would be their fee structure. What are some things that they could look for with their fee structure in it? First of all, it's you're gonna. There's gonna most likely be a percentage, and we'll let you know what we have seen is between fifteen to twenty-five percent is what we've seen, but it depends on, we'll let you know, there's a lot of things. So when you're talking about fees, there can be percentages, but then also ancillary fees with um, trip charges, um, laundry rental, maintenance. There can be a plethora of things. So if someone has maybe a low percentage, there might be a lot of add-ons. Or if someone has a higher percentage, they might not have any add-ons. So you really want to, hopefully you're interviewing multiple. We should have said that at the beginning. We we encourage you to at least interview a few. When you're looking at them, you really want to make sure that you can see, uh, and you're comparing apples to apples, what the percentage and the add-ons are. And you you could ask, and I think this is a great thing to do, Ask them for a sample uh, invoice for, for you know, they can black out the customer. They should have a sample prepared. If you could get a hold of one of those sample uh, invoice or, or the structure that they do and be able to actually see that and see the line items, see if there's multiple line items or there's one line item, you you definitely want to want to take a look and really dig deep into their fee structure on the percentages and and all the other charges. And they're not charges. I mean, they're things that they're, that's the work that they're doing for you. So you just want to make sure that you have a full understanding of all of the, all of the fees that are either included in the percentage or the percentage plus those add-ons. And actually, Annette, that is a great point is, listeners, we've talked about it before. Not only when you open your short-term rental, you have your truth-telling friend stay with you, right? But we've also talked about when you open up your short-term rental, it'd be great for you to turn over the property for a few turns if you can run it for a few months to really understand how nuanced mm-hmm. running a short-term rental company is, whether it's one to a hundred. The role of a property manager co-host is difficult. Mm-hmm. You're dealing you that that company, and we're saying this from <laughs> experience, so from very raw experience, the, the property manager is um communicating with the owner. And of course, the owner has needs and wants and concerns. They're dealing with the guests who have needs and wants and concerns. Mm -hmm. And then all the vendors that help that property run, right? The cleaners, the maintenance team, and they all have needs, wants, and concerns. So the the role of a property manager is is a tough one. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at their fees, obviously question every single one, but understand that a lot does go into into what they do in this particular role. And I was going to say too, Annette, it's actually not uncommon. 
especially in the areas where vacation rentals have been around for a long time, to see upwards of 45 right. to 50%. Mm-hmm. And that is mostly because they have cleaning as a part of the fee structure and their team, which is a good segue into the next number, which is team structure or the next point, which is team structure. Uh, but so just take that into consideration. Oftentimes when it's that low, not lower, but that around that 2025, 20, I would uh, bet that that does not include uh, the cleaning, cleaning fees. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, so that's something to keep in mind. And us leading into team, I want to go go back quickly when, you know, when you're doing the two or three. Also ask, before you even do those interviews, ask your neighbors if it's a vacation rental town. Um, if you have friends or family or your real estate agent, Ask for those referrals before you even go online to to check to check them out. Um, but team, this is important. Um, when you when you're in that interviewing process, you want to talk to the um, potential manager about what their team looks like. Yeah. You know who who are the cleaners? You know are those cleaners their employees? Are they contractors? Do they have a maintenance person on their team? And uh, who inspects the property after the cleaner cleans? Like who is inspecting these properties after the guests are are um, leaving? And then when the when the new guests are getting ready to arrive, if they do not have a team, if they are not as an inspection happening, these are some red flags that. Wait a second. Is this you know them doing all the work themselves? It's just it's quite impossible, truly, to do to do all of it. So you just want to ask them about their team structure, and it should be something that they could rattle off really quickly, and also give you transparency. If they are hiring a company to to do some of these other things, they should be able to say, "We use X Y Z cleaning. We use X Y Z HVAC or plumbing, mm-hmm. things like that." They should not be keeping any of those close. They should really let you know um, what that what their what their whole team composes of, and there should be multiple members, even if it's a member they only use um, quarterly or monthly. Mm-hmm. They should still give you some some. Go-tos, go-tos, right? And yeah. I, I think this one, Sarah, leads us into when you're taught when you're asking about their team. We really need to ask about their licensing and their insurance, ah, and, and how they insure their business. And I, I want you to go ahead and and take the lead on that one, Sarah. Sure. Yeah. So obviously, you want a company that you're working with to be covered in some way, shape, or form, and it's not uncommon for you to ask them if they would be able to provide a certificate of insurance and to ask them what is covered under their services. And likewise, they they will, you know, and this is actually a good one too, is make sure they're asking you great questions too in this interview process. That's, I'll find myself, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy, you know, when we're getting interviewed um, to manage someone's property to answer all the questions. I love it when someone's inquisitive and they're asking great questions at the same time. That property manager should also know what question to ask you and make sure you're prepared to have your properties be brought under the care of a professional. And the next, yes, the next one on our list here is also to make sure that they are licensed. I, most states, I'm not sure which ones don't, but most states, I won't say all because I'm not, I'm not sure on this one, require property managers to be licensed real estate professionals and be working under a brokerage, especially with however they do their accounting. There is um, trust accounting involved, especially if these property managers are taking the fees from the guests and then handling, paying out you, the owner. 
we actually do it differently in our team. Our owners all get the money first and then we invoice them for our services. It's mostly because I want nothing to do with trust accounting. <laughs> I am a licensed real estate professional, but um, we don't do trust accounting, but some companies do. I don't think there's a bad or a good point of that. It's just what they choose to do in their business. But that's another good question to ask them as well. If they're licensed, if they're insured, and um, any of those nuances that you should know about within those structures. And if if their team members are not their employees, right? You do want to make sure you know you want to make sure that anybody that is doing work in your property is insured. is insured because you are liable if anything happens to any of those team members while they are doing work in your home. So please, right. please, please, if they do use a cleaning team, you want to go that that level deeper. If they have an outside cleaning company, you want to see who that is. Trust but verify that they are all insured and, and kind of work through all those details so you can make sure that when someone's there on your property, everyone's insured. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, have we gone over yet, Annette, um, what the contract looks like between... No, let's do this. This is a huge one. Um, and we would we would suggest you bring in your attorney for this one. But one of the key suggestions that we want to let like talk about when you're getting the contract, you really want to take a look at how long the term of that contract is. Sometimes you, companies will try to get you in a super long, you know, five year contract. That way, they've just they've got their portfolio built out. They don't have to worry about bringing on new clients, and they just know you're you know that. They've kind of gotcha. <laughs> and so we really want you to be aware of the length of the terms of contracts because you do. You want to be able to, um, if if life changes or you're not, if your alignment and your goals change with that company, that you you have an out there. And that's not a big ask. And mm-hmm. I would I would just see really pay attention to the length of the terms inside that contract. And if you listen to last week's episode, sometimes management companies get sold, and you want to you want to be careful that um, if that property manager ends up selling the company, that you have a choice of whether you just go with the new owner or not. So you do want to also take a look at what that what that looks like if someone were if if they could sell your contract to to a new company. You know, if a new company takes over. All right. Well, something else to, t- to look at in the contract is if and when you do part ways, what happens to those bookings? Mm-hmm. And I want you to remember <laughs> that hopefully the co-host, the property manager worked very hard to get you those bookings, even though they haven't happened yet. Right. So if there's some situation where those reservations, there's compensation due to your property manager when you decide to part ways, that that's not uncommon. And I don't think that is a big ask on on the part of the property management company. So something fair, it varies widely in in terms of how that can be looked at. But that is something that you want to look for in their contract and make sure that's something you can agree to or come to some sort of agreement. And and also make, make, make sure it's very clear how much you are going to be able to utilize the property. Be aware that some of those contracts could limit you and they should limit you to how much um, usage you get and like what those blackout dates potentially could be that um, that you could use the property. So really pay attention to h- how you'll be able to u- utilize the property, friends and family timeframes, and make sure that you are in alignment again with the company yeah. on, mm-hmm. on that. 
Yep. And also that's a great place to find out what services are included and not included, right? We talk about that in the fee structure, but then make sure that is outlined in their contract. I know we know some co-hosting companies, some property, well, co-hosting companies that do not consider themselves property managers, right? They, they want to make that very clear to people they work with, mm-hmm. which means that they're not going, usually it means that they're not going to um, help with anything outside guest relations. So the fee structure would, of course, correlate with that. But just make sure you understand that as, as the owner, what is your role as you continue to um, move forward with this person? And it, sometimes that means that they're not going to include things. It might make the their monthly cost a little bit more um, favorable to you, but that might mean that you have to be a little bit more involved in your property. Okay. Next thing you should ask them about, which should be in their contract as well, but um, have a conversation with them is what is, what are their, uh, what's their maintenance schedule like? Mm-hmm. Do they, are, you know, what is their preventative maintenance schedule like? Do they bring up safety in that interview conversation? You know, that and I are huge safety fans and you should be too. And what are they doing to arm your guests and your home with all that's needed to make sure it's kept safe and sound? Uh, anything else you would want to add there, Nat? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. So yeah, what, you know, what are the quarterly maintenance? What's yearly maintenance look like? Are they on top of that? Is that something that you as the owner needs to be on top of? So just asking those questions and what happens if something you know, does break? Are they taking care of it for you? What will they take care of for you without asking for your permission first? Sometimes there's things as a property manager, I don't want to wait for the owner to respond. I can't wait for the owner to respond because that is literally going to sacrifice the health of the home or the guest satisfaction. And so under a certain dollar amount, I have the right to make that decision as a property manager and just get that thing done. Get it done. And so usually that amount is outlined in the contract as well. A fee that I see a lot is $400. If something is $400 or under, the property manager will get it done. done. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So next up is how are they, what is their marketing strategy? Yeah. You want to talk on that, Annette? Yeah. This is a big, this is a big one. You really want to take a, a look at what's their marketing plan? How are, number one, for the interview, you can probably see how they're marketing the properties by going to their website, but you want to ask them. And again, this really does depend on the area that you're that you're in, um, and hopefully you'll know that area very well. But you really want to take a look at all the ways that they're marketing your property, and they should have that should be part of uh, just like just like the contract. They should have something pretty extensive, letting you know their their marketing plan because they're also going to be the chief marketer of your well you should be the chief marketer of your property letting people know you have it but the um the property manager is going to be you know very very responsible for that so you're going to want to take a look at all of the sites that they're on are they listing also on on their site are you allowed to have your own site i would really get in the, get in the the depths and the weeds with their with their marketing and what their plans are and how often do those change do they look at it you know is it every day um, that they're switching things up on marketing just overarching you want to see what the entire brand uh, looks like in the world also. So once they give you that plan, you want to also trust and verify that. You want to go on to their website. You want to see how they're marketing other properties. And so in that interview, I would just ask like, hey, can you show us one of your top performing properties? And they can show you what do those photos look like? What is the copy uh, of, of the property? 
look like. So I think you just want to make sure that when you talk about marketing, they ha- they're ready to go and, and firing off all of their answers there on, on how they're taking care of that for you. And even if they come at you with a bunch of great answers, make sure that you, like Annette said, you're, you're, you're going there and seeing what it looks like, how they show up. Do you like their brand voice? Mm-hmm. Because if that's not in line with what you had envisioned for your company, that's something that even if it's not wrong, it doesn't have to be wrong. It just may not be what you envisioned for for your company. And also, it's another good question too. Is like, are they flexible with where you show up as chief um, marketing <laughs> officer? Yeah, I've got clients be. who want nothing. They they want they want my invoice every month, right? And then they they love their quarterly reports, and then they're good. You right. know what I mean? Like they don't they want to be involved at all. I've got other owners who have their own website in conjunction with ours. And so they have their own branding on top of you know the management company. And so that's something that we had to work together on to see how that can be seamless for the guest experience when they book uh, who they who they are expecting to speak with. But it's you can definitely figure it out. Uh, and just make sure, I guess, that you already have an idea of how that looks like to you. And then be open-minded when you talk to the property manager about their marketing strategy, because you may have something have, have something in mind, but if they've been doing this for a while, they have it down, then they might have mm-hmm. a better idea mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. So mm-hmm. just be flexible, have that conversation, sit with it for a little while before you pull the trigger. Okay, this is this is a huge one. This we're getting down to the why you're here. This is number 10, which is to visit their collection, visit a property or two. Mm-hmm. And this is because, for example, Annette and I walked a property the other day. Um, we we pretty much knew that we are you know we're not bringing any other properties into our portfolio at this time, but we were open minded. We said, "Well, well sure, we'll we'll walk this property with you." It was, it, and it was happening as the owner wanted to pass off the property from a property manager, one property manager to another, because the for- property manager was wanting them to sign a three year <laughs> commitment. And he was Correct. not comfortable signing not that comfortable three mil, three-year commitment. <laughs> and after walking the property, I don't think that's the only reason right. they were transferring property management. But because here's the thing, this this company that the this property manager he's currently with has a beautiful website, right? Uh-huh. They've got a nice Instagram. Um, they've got pretty good pictures online of their properties, right? They've got decent copy. Good reviews. Um, some good, some really great reviews too. Some good reviews, yes. Uh, however, if you dig into those reviews, right. it's like we they were deeper. great at communication, but... Right. So anyway, long story short, we walked this property and it was guest ready and it was not aligned with Annette and my brand of what we expect a short-term rental to look like when it's ready for a guest to, to see it. And I think it was pretty clear for the owner that they were also disappointed in how it looked. So, But that is their management style, right? So this company thought that this was guest ready. And it wasn't unlivable. Don't I don't I don't want you know I don't want to I don't want you to get me wrong. But right. It just wasn't aligned with what Annette and I would like to check into. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the question we ask ourselves all the time when one of our properties is guest ready. It's like, okay, would we be cool to like sink down the couch on this this property? So walking their properties and just between guests and making sure. Um, their guest ready is aligned with what you are guest ready. Is. Yeah, and if you've if you've got the bandwidth, the time, and the money to stay in one of their properties, do it. Oh, so that's even better. See exactly not... like 
You know, yes. I don't want to say exactly secret shop, but you could do some secret, oh, secret shop. Yeah, you could do some secret shopping. Like, see, what is that guest communication? What mm-hmm. happens when I'm there and um, they forgot, you know, there wasn't shampoo and I called and asked for, you know, kind of if you, if, you know, these are big commitments. Like we said, this is a small business, you know, and go in and, and, and do that. So if you have that bandwidth, um, we would definitely suggest, suggest doing that. I think that's a fantastic tip. I'd even say like that is definitely a, uh, that's like, that. you, yeah, you're like, okay, I'm really serious about this. One. I'm going to do the last. Yeah. Last once you step. narrow them down, I yeah. love that. Especially in our industry, a short-term rental, unless it's like a huge beach vacation home, that's thousands of dollars a night. But, um, Last but not least is even when you do hire this company, to remember you are the CEO of your company and you need to always trust, but verify. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I love it when the owners that we work with ask us questions. Um, they're always, they're, they're fact-checking, they're, they're making sure that we're in alignment. And that, mean, and that means a lot to me too, that they're also involved. Um, and they understand the nuances of this and we're staying on the same page and staying on the same. So have a conversation. I know everyone's obsessed with passive income and you know you want to maybe get this property off so you can focus on other things and that's great. But you still, whether mm-hmm. you're a long-term landlord or owner or a short-term property owner, you are still, you still purchased a property. It's still your responsibility to make sure that person you hired is doing the job that you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Always. Yep. End of story. Yes. And I, I think you just, you said it several times and just to kind of tie a bow on this is when you're in that interview process, there's also that part of like, you know, your gut instincts and, and you're in, are you in alignment as there alignment and goals with, with the person that you're, with the company that you're going to hire. And you should, you, you should kind of just know that, um, Wait a second. This this feels right. I, we feel like these are the oh, and you should be you should be very honest in what your goals are, and if they're excited to help you meet those goals, um, if there's alignment there, you should be good to go. But we're excited for you because we like we said at the beginning of the episode, this is an awesome you know short term rentals, vacation rentals. It's an awesome, awesome place to to be and to to purchase real estate, and it might not be for you um, to actually manage the, the property. And so we we want to let you know there are multiple ways to get involved. Um, so you can either be the manager if you don't have real estate yes. or if you have the real estate and you don't want to manage. We just um, we're excited that this gives opportunity to so many people. So you know what? If you're on the if you're on the edge and you don't know if you really want to do it, um, we have another Shannon, she's a member in our membership. And guess what? She she bought a property. She actually joined our membership. She was gung-ho. She like wanted to manage it. And she was like, you know what? I'm gonna there was a management company already running it. She was like, you know, I'm gonna let them do it for a year because she had she was doing all the rehab and so many things and she's a mom and she's a realtor and she she was like, you know what? Wait a second. I'm excited to do this, but let me just let the management company that's been managing it for 20 years continue <laughs> so she can get she can get herself um up to speed with becoming, mm-hmm. you know, familiar with her property and and so it's great that you can you can kind of be in both seats at the same time if you want to, you know. So um, we want you we want you to know that there's amazing management companies out there that are happy to help you, and they um, give it a shot. If it's not exactly, you know, if you don't want to run the property yourself, uh, 
let those funds go, like let, let's live in abundance and let other people run it and, and, and share the wealth there that you're earning on, on the property. So yes, no, great points. Good luck. Let us know if this inspired any additional questions, comments, or concerns. And uh, we will see you all or talk to you all <laughs> next week. I am Sarah Karakayan. I'm Annette Grant and we are, thanks for visiting. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting. Ever wonder what it would be like to have personalized guidance from Annette and me? Imagine achieving the same incredible results we helped Amy achieve, increasing her overall revenue by a staggering 187% by diving into her biz numbers. Or perhaps you'd love to boost your hosting business like Miranda, who added a fantastic $10,000 by refining her pet policy. Well, here's a scoop. There's only one way to get that one-on-one support from Annette, myself, our expert coaches, and our industry pros is by attending our on-demand workshop. Trust us, it's worth it. During the workshop, we'll make an offer to all of our attendees to join our membership. Once you're a part of our exclusive membership, you'll gain access to our elite community of hosts in our private Facebook group, This is where the magic truly happens. Members are engaging in discussions about their business numbers, occupancy rates, how to handle guest challenges, and providing unwavering support to one another. Plus, we will have live coaching calls to help you dive deeper into portfolio growth, team building, marketing, and so much more. Don't wait any longer. Head on over to www.hostmasterclass.com right now to secure your spot and embark on this exciting journey with us. That's www.hostmasterclass.com. Trust us, you won't regret it.